All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. There ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Hello, welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. Cheers. I'm thirsty. Cheers. How you doing, buddy? Welcome back to the Three Nose Podcast for another week, episode 96. Six. Wow. Yeah. Look yeah. at us go. Um, okay, before we go too far, okay. just because it's fresh and I already have it up. Okay. Just before we were talking outside, I saw an ad while watching NWA USA on YouTube. It just... Okay. <laughs> um, they have the NWA Domed Globe Heavyweight Championship belts. Domed Globe. They have replica belts available now. Yeah. $529. US I would of, assume U.S. U.S. of A dollars, yeah. Yes. And they do have the pre-2021 version and the post-2021. Nice. Uh, where they did an, <laughs> an updated version. So, nice. Yeah, I, we, I was curious. Now I know. Are you going to buy a couple? Uh, probably not. Nah, come on. I'm a fan. How? I'm not that much of a fan. You're, how can you express your fandom without a uh, replica? There are other ways. No, a yeah. true fan. Well, wow. I, well, I, I will not call myself a true fan as of yet. I'm still. I'm trying to see if I if I if I can fall back into it. And I was a fan for a brief period. Yes. Yeah. When it comes to belts and replica belts, uh, coming from a perspective of a, a, a guy in the business, yep. When we see people parading around with said belts uh-huh. they are roundly mocked ah so okay if you if, hey, is it the full on po- poser thing yeah okay yeah you think you're something that we know you are not right and if like that's just our perspective if you like these belts go right ahead spend the hundreds of dollars to get those belts this as as with anything, if right, you're a fan right, of right. that much of a fan of, right. you know, like I got into a an argument online, which was my first fucking mistake <laughs> <clears throat> when I was crowned um, GWN heavyweight champion. Okay, uh, one of the, one of the couple times. Okay, I got that. I got into a. Uh, I'm fucking online Twitter online online shouting match with this super fan mm-hmm. from Chatham. You uh he goes to the Maroons game. Uh you probably know who I'm talking about. I don't no? No, okay, anyway. No, I don't. He, I do know that at one point I was getting involved with somebody in the Facebook comments. That's him. I can't remember the name of the person, but I do remember getting involved thinking yeah. he was in on the joke. No, he was not <laughs> in on the joke. As I learned. Yes, yeah. that's why I stopped. Right. So he <clears throat> took great umbrage in in what, in the manner in which I'd won the title. <laughs> and he uh, proceeded to tell me in no uncertain terms, I was a fake champion. <laughs> I said, well, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. This belt 
that I have. I earned this belt. Where the belt that you're parading around with is one that you bought. Yep. So, I went out. I did the thing. I performed. I made myself a valuable enough member to the promotion mm-hmm. where the 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 well, air quote championship committee put their trust in me to put that belt on me to represent that company whereas this guy went to a fucking website got his mom's credit card and fucking look at me i'm a champion no you're not <laughs> No, you're not. You're a participant, metal-wearing motherfucker. That's what you are. <laughs> okay, I okay. okay. I, just, I had to make sure I was five minutes or less, more than thirty seconds in before I started to cuss. Okay, this uh, oh, you're, you're good. You're I'm good. good. Yeah. Um, no, fandom. Go right ahead. Express your fandom any way you want. Do not think that you can <clears throat> lord over what you oh, hell bought. no. Right. But this this is guy he he firmly believed that his because his his belt was air quotes bigger <laughs> made him a better champion of nothing. And yeah. it was it was it was just like one of those as I'm, I'm in the middle of this, and I'm just like, this motherfucker, like, it, I, I can't have a moment. I'm getting nothing but disrespect. Fuck this guy. And then I was like, why am I getting mad about some asshole on the internet who's fucking <laughs> running me down over his fake belt? <laughs> and I'm going, it's like, I know what I had to do to... It's like he used a cheat code to bypass something in a video game, not knowing that if you bypass that, you miss out on something very, very important. Right. So you can't actually finish the game. So he's one of those guys that could never do, could never do any, like, couldn't produce, couldn't perform, couldn't do. Okay. Whereas guys like me and Sean and Copeland and Danger Boy did and can produce and could still, if we put our minds to it, that guy could never, ever get to our level, but mm-hmm. he tried to buy his way to that level. And yep. that's, and it's impossible. It's an impossible task. That, that's been disproven time and time right. again, in fact and fiction. Right, absolutely. Like, you have... Wrestling is predetermined. But there's more that goes into it than anybody knows. Mm -hmm. And when you say, well, it's fake, (laughs) to an extent, yes, due to the fact that it is predetermined. But to go from A to B, there's a fuck of a lot of things have to happen before that happens. Yep. And if you're dedicated to that craft, 
you're going to make that journey from A to B the most incredible thing people have seen. Pro wrestling is essentially um, a large, ongoing, continuous theater piece. Yes. Yes. In With so a much, lot of improvisation. In so much as the the theater piece is set on a fucking rugby pitch. Yes. So you're not watching Macbeth. No. Do that stuff. Right. No, but there but it, but it is similar in that there's a lot of performance involved. And but there's also a lot of physical improvisation. Right. 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 There like that the the physical improvisation part of it is there because a lot of motherfuckers get their bell wrong and they forget what they're fucking doing. Yep. So It it, it irks me. The same thing happens in dance choreography. Somebody screws up and they break a leg. Right, right. Like, it irks me that that people that have never done, never even tried, never even, like, I'm like, okay, you think this is easy? Step in the ring. Mm. Step in the ring. Yep. Do it. Go. Do it with somebody who doesn't want to work with you. The stories, the right. stories I've heard. Right. Yes. If read, read in all those biographies. Right. If somebody is having an off day, they got into a fight with their wife, their girlfriend, whatever, they're getting screwed over by the promoter, and you're in a ring with this guy, mm-hmm. try to have a good match. He's using you as a therapy pillow. Right. And, and it's, it ain't hugging it out. <laughs> oh. It's punching it out. Yep. So... You gotta somehow, some way, rein this cat in. I'm picturing what I used to do to one of those old wrestling buddies. buddies Remember the plushies? Yeah. <laughs> I had an Ultimate Warrior one. Oh, yeah. my, my, my cousin had it. Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. Who else is it? Macho was? I think Macho. There wasn't too many of no, them. No, there wasn't. No. So, but we had Ultimate Warrior yeah. at my cousin's place. And we we'd right. piss out of that. That and he, his tag team partner was a plush uh, hostess. Uh, Munchy, you know, the little oh, yeah, colored character, <laughs> really? <Okay>. Yeah, yep. <laughs> nice. Though they had a tag team, and so did we, and we whooped their asses. Fuck, that's money right there. Yep, Fuck. oh, sold out every <laughs> Saturday night, Madison, baby. Madison Square Garden, you know, my parents, fr- my parents living, my grandparents, <laughs> uh, front room, but sold out every Saturday. All right, that's all I gotta do, make sure there's all those asses every 18. Yep, so yep, but I. <sighs> It, it 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 bothers me. It shouldn't. I don't. I should not care what these people say. I know. I know what I sacrificed. I know how long it took me to get to the level that I was at. And by no means was I at a prestigious level. Didn't matter. Didn't. But if you want to be considered air quote good you gotta be levels above in in many people's eyes yes okay yes that that does make sense but still you're you're still farther ahead and more successful in that realm than myself yeah well okay? you have more experience more than than i ever have and ever will 
But then you're humble enough to understand that. A lot of people aren't. <laughs> right. There, there, there's a great deal of hubris goes around and there's, there's a lot of people just like, oh, well, I, if any, I can do this. I'm going to do it. Entitlement. We are in the age of entitlement. Right. So there, I, I see all these, these fucking inspirational videos of a guy like, I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler. And today I'm doing it. And I'm thinking to myself, what did you do to get yourself ready for this? Yeah. I, when I started in, in a circuitous route, I was always athletic, always sports minded. I had taken martial arts from the age of 13 to when I started and I never stopped taking martial arts. I transitioned to like jujitsu and catch wrestling when I was doing professional wrestling. I've always been athletic, athletically minded in this lifting weights. I've seen more people in the wrestling business now that are on the wrong side of the fucking barrier. Yeah. Oh, yes. Many of them. Right. Like you look at their, their and it's because they get by on the flippy do. No. But they no, but they, no. they they don't have the build to be in the ring. They don't do you have know, the physicality. Do you know why? Do you know why? Why? They pay somebody to train to train them. And then they become professional wrestlers. Instead of protecting the integrity of this, this is why kayfabe is dead and buried. Like, as soon as I started to advertise wrestling schools in the back of wrestling magazines, it was like, oh, okay. Everything, everything's exposed now. Or letting They're, anybody in now. Right. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. When he first tried to get into professional wrestling, went down to Florida, found a wrestling uh, a show, walks in, goes, yeah, I want to be a wrestler. The promoter tells him to fuck off. I remember that. Right. So Hogan starts bugging these guys. Finally, they said, fine, all right, get in the ring with Hiro Matsuda, Japanese wrestler. He was a fucking judoka from way back. <clears throat> Hiro Matsuda, Hulk Hogan has watched wrestling. He thinks it's going to be a wrestling match. I've watched wrestling all my life. I'm going to do this. Matsuda takes him to the mat, breaks his leg instantly. Puts his elbow right in Hulk in Hulk Hogan's shin. Puts his elbow there. Takes his other hand, grab Hulk Hogan's ankle, and pushes his ankle straight up into the air. With his elbow buried firmly in his shin, <sighs> snapping the fibula uh -huh. and tibia. <sighs> and that was Hulk Hogan's introduction to professional wrestling. Hulk Hogan. That's how a lot of guys try to get into professional wrestling. When guys were using professional wrestling to survive, they these guys would come in. They would they would get a pair of trunks or something like that, and they was like, "I want to get, I want to wrestle, I want to be a wrestler." And these guys were protecting their livelihoods. You had to earn their trust to get in there, right? Right. You mm -hmm. just don't walk into that shit. Yep. Now everybody does it. Right. Because somebody somebody bought a ring in a warehouse and has to make rent 
and just like anything else, yeah. it's once the access opened up. Now there's there's nothing special anymore. Nope. nope. Nobody is special at anything nope. anymore. So that's see when you look at the WWE, everybody's going like, well, they don't have any stars anymore, right? Why? Because everybody's the same. Yeah. Everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. And especially with the WWE with their 50-50 booking, nobody, nobody can get over when you're losing every other match. Yep. So how do you, they're going like, well, where's the next rock? Where's the next Stone Cold? Ain't coming. You'll never see him. You'll never see that guy. Nope. Stone Cold came up through the Indies in Texas. Learned from the ground up. Went through hell in WCW. Yep. And finally, when Vince Vince called, Vince sent him to ECW, which was secretly the 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 developmental for yep. WWE, WWF at the time. They they knocked some of the WCW stink off of Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Brought him up, roughed him up a bit, roughed him up a little bit. He didn't. Even, did he even have any matches in ECW? He had a couple. He did have a yeah, couple, but okay. he was like he was such a great promo. Uh-huh. They're like, why, why waste him? I, I think I only ever saw one of them. I never the Hulk Hogan back. one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's an iconic promo right there. <laughs> um, but even when they did bring Stone Cold up, they fucked it. Oh, they yes. fucking screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> yep. The ringmaster. Oh, who? What? Huh? Yep. I can remember even at whatever whatever year that was, how, however old it was, I had the, the, the sense to know that stunning Steve Austin. I didn't even know about ECW, didn't know about any of that shit. Yep. I didn't have that access yet. But I knew that was stunning Steve Austin yep, yep. from WCW. That's the last time I remembered him. Yep. And like, and he's the ringmaster. That sucks. <laughs> Stupid. But they didn't know what to do. And that was right around the time where I was s- s- slowly walking away from the WWF. And then somehow, some way, there was the King of the Ring mm-hmm. when Stone Cold Steve Austin showed up. Yep. <laughs> Pulls that. Your John three sixteen says. Well, said. Stone Cold 316 says, I just whipped your ass. And you can hear cash registers around the world <laughs> lighting up like pinball machines. <laughs> that, off of that. Fort Knox had a red alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some, like, some big, a big shit. amount of money just yep. went out. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's making a run on all the money. Um, that was a, that, that the, the Attitude Era. When Stone Cold, when Steve Austin became Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mm -hmm. that was the first time Vince McMahon became a billionaire, and he liked that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's where some would argue the corruption started. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was before that? It it started a long time ago. Okay, okay. Well, now now that we're some of the recent stories that are... The, and the well, okay, of, of that are hitting Vince right now, right? That's just the curtain finally getting pulled back. <laughs> yeah, so. that's what it feels like. Yeah, this is all a case of well, we all expected it. We knew, everybody <laughs> knew it was a it was a, a a dark kept secret 
Everybody. If anything, we should all be questioning why did it take this long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it was... <laughs> there's really no reason why it should have taken this we, long. We let it happen. Right. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, like, we, we all, paid them to let it happen. Yeah. We're, we enabled. We're the enablers in this relationship. Oh, yeah. And Vince... If, if he, He's up to four separate cases. No. It's more. Oh, more came out today? Yes. I haven't heard any more news more today. More have come out. It's something upwards of six or seven, and the payouts have gone from, I think it was like, what, 12 million? It was 14 last I heard, and right. that was when there was four. Yeah. So it's now gone up to like 17, 18 million dollars in hush money, which in the grand scheme of Vincent Kennedy McMahon is not even a drop in the bucket. That's fucking petty cash to that guy. This, this is Vince looking at Donald Trump and going, hold my beer. <laughs> about that. Just about. Trump and, has won. Yeah. And Vince is like, still going. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> try harder there, Donnie. But, no, no it, don't, don't say that to Donnie. No, I know. <laughs> the, whole, the, whole, the whole billionaires club is like just... Fucking flying off the rails. Every single one of them is going insane in some weird way. Like it's it's crazy. Each one of them. They all have like insanity just swirling around them. It's crazy. Okay, gotta wonder is is that much money like toxic to the human brain? Yes, yes. (laughs) Is that what it is? Because nobody says no to these guys. (laughs) They go like, I think I can do this, and everybody he's looking around like. No, no. Whichever one of them, okay. whichever one of those crazy billionaire nut jobs is the first one to drop, they need to quickly do an autopsy, cut that brain open to see if there's like some sort of weird warping damaged effect. A little fucking alien in a yeah. fucking control pod and just like men in black or something. <laughs> exactly. So, no, it, they're fucked because nobody tells these guys no. It's a sentient creature made from the ink of cash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It evolved. Yeah. It evolved like, over the years. Symbiotic relationship. All that. You got to think of all the, the DNA that gets passed from bill to bill. All to the bill. cocaine that's on there that everything, fuels it. Everything. Yeah. That, all that money. So when it does finally come down to when those bills get incinerated, well, that's just the cooking process. Yes. Yeah. No. Now you get slut like yeah. It's yep. it's just like that's uh, what it is. Like venom or carnage. Yes. When uh the, yep. the ink of all these billions of dollars they they they, they form a symbiote. Hey QAnon, we got a new one for you. <laughs> I'm sure somebody somewhere has already uh like <laughs> He's got a whiteboard. It's like, yeah, I wonder if what goes in the ink and everybody's drawing lines and pins and everything. So that's uh, that's strangely not one of those like things I've always wanted to do is have like a thumb tag. Oh, the, the, like a, a string map. Something I I've never fallen down a rabbit hole deeply enough to become obsessed with. Like, all right, this connection is like, okay, I followed this. And like, I've gone down uh, Wikipedia rabbit holes just like clicking links, and I've been like, whoa, 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 back off. That's why yeah. I, I, my, my 
depths into Reddit have been very, very timid. Yeah. Very focused. I'm in. I get what I need. I'm out. Because I know where that can go. Reddit, it's not as bad as you think it is. It could be. Because I fell into it once and I stayed away after that. It all depends on what... Your your research. I, um, what's worse though, worse than Reddit though for that, and I, which is why I still don't go to it at all, except for when somebody throws something at me, is TikTok. TikTok will suck me down in right. different paths very quickly. Right, right. So I've been, I'm, I'm back on TikTok, but I'm very cognizant of what I'm feeding the algorithm with what I with a, what I like and what I watch. I'm trying to be safe about that too. The little bits of TikTok that I might do is not my own. It's Crystal watching them and then she's showing me stuff so yeah, I yeah, end yeah, up yeah. just sitting next to her right. watching TikTok for a few minutes. Yeah, you're still so, consuming uh, it but not in a way that... Not, not directly of my own volition if right. you will. I could turn away. Yes. It is of your own volition. It's inoculation. I'm, 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 oh, it's, it's kind like, of an inoculation. Like just, getting bit by a cobra. Or tiny little fix. Just, just a little taste, a little <laughs> fix, just to keep the edge off. No. You know? What I, I've been... The one thing... Is, I don't know how it happened, but there's a lot of indigenous people are on TikTok, and some of the stuff... I was seeing fantastic. that. Fantastic. I was seeing that. Yeah, there's there was I I wish I remember the name, but I have seen that a few times cuz Crystal's thrown a, a few at me. Um, um there was one dude who was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Every single one, I wish I could remember his name, but every single one of them was very poignant, yep. but also absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, one of the ones I I literally bust out laughing after listening to this guy's talk. He he was like walking <laughs> he goes he goes, Grandpa, can we go to McDonald's for supper or something like that? And he goes, Grandpa, Grandpa says, can you spell it? He goes, oh, uh, no, we'll just go to KFC instead. He goes, well, what does that mean? The guy goes, KFC stands for can't fucking cook. <laughs> I fucking laughed. <laughs> I was so, it, it was such a great punchline. I I was laughing so hard. I watched like it. It just kept looping because I was laughing and I couldn't. I could not get it to like scroll up to get to the next one. I'm in tears. I'm like I'm showing Mac. I go look at this. This is fucking hilarious. And I sent it to Steph. I go this is fucking hilarious. And they're like Mags looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I go this is fucking hilarious. Can't fucking call KFC. That's fucking, oh, <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a big, um, um, it's not even a resurgence. What's the proper term? Uh, a rise in native culture, yep. in all of like pop culture, like action and comedy and well. Uh, Yellowstone had a bit has a big presence there, and now there's a new one. I was just seeing. I saw a commercial for that looked like it was very heavy on a res- reserve somewhere in like Texas or something. And okay, uh, it, it was dealing with Navajo, I think. All right, and that looked like it was going to be pretty intense. I think a lot. Well, we <laughs> every child matters movement. 
shone a huge light. That's primarily in Canada, though. Right, it's right. all coming out of the states, right? Which is which is interesting. But that, I think, I think, um, when you have that that kind of situation where like the every, every child matters situation comes up, the spotlight just focus so hard on indigenous matter yes doesn't matter where it is yep where it is um either canada america where the in the indigenous peoples are treated poorly and they're they're starting to use social media to say we're here like we've always been here and like shit has to change and some of them are rightly so pissed off about what's going on mm -hmm. and some of them are just like yeah it's bad but i got a funny joke to tell you <laughs> and it's from me listening to that funny joke where i will follow more and more of what these indigenous creators are putting out. A friend of mine from work went to the uh, uh, Muncie, Delaware powwow. Hmm. It was putting up videos of some of the dancers. There was a hoop dancer, and like he, the 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 hoop dancer was in like full regalia and doing the 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 hoop dancing, and I was like, holy shit, this guy is fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. And they pop up every once in a while on various talent shows and whatnot, yep. and they're just—it's amazing to watch. Yep, absolutely, like the the dance, the culture. The I want to learn more as a middle-aged white man. Show me my Indianness, and it's just like I'm just curious oh, to know, like the, yeah. the history of them. So, is that particular dance a dance of celebration? Is it a dance of of of, of renewal? You know, is it? Is it meant as like part of like a ritual for you know the oh. crops or you know? Well, what's the story behind it? Yeah, you, one of the ones, um, one of the the content creators I was watching talking about hoop dancing, um, would the different positions of the hoops that he could work his way into in the dance represented different animal spirits. Okay, and I'm just like, oh yeah. So it's straight up storytelling. Straight up storytelling. See, that's that's the part that has always been missing. Right. Now, I am by no means the person to be telling this <laughs> no. story. No. If so, that is the case though, I would love to have like an explanation to that. Yeah. Oh, as I watch it, so that I can see like, okay, so he's supposed to be this is supposed to be dealing with like bird spirits yeah. or you know, to see if I can see where they would match what type of spirit to that type of motion yeah. or, you know. Yeah. It just adds something to it. Yeah. I, I Educational. <laughs> educational. Like, don't... I, I remember going to, um, years and years ago, going to the Walpole Island powwow. Okay, yeah. I I was never anywhere near anything like that. Well, I have no here, reservation connections my, in well, my family, at least nothing yeah. directly in my circle. The two of my friends that, that took me, they were Métis. So they're like, oh, let's go early. I went, all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking around the the powwow grounds, and I was like, I'm the only white guy here. 
Everybody's looking at me. Welcome, sacrifice. I went. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Ah, uh, I'm not not feeling it. Kind of. I was like the only at this point in time, and I'm just like, hmm. I see. I have to do better. <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, trying, trying, and. I said, trying, trying to get, I don't, I will never fully get how indigenous people or any person of color. Oh no, never. But I'm of the position where educate me. If, if I've done something wrong, I've got something wrong. Don't vilify me. Educate me. It's I, but here's the, the the worst problem. There's a lot of people saying, well, it's not my job to educate you. Okay. Yes, maybe. But how am I supposed to know what I've done wrong? If I educate my... Educate, I, didn't even, <laughs> I, I said that without even meaning to yeah. say it. Um, if I educate myself, I'm probably going to get it wrong. Right. So you can't get mad at me if I get it wrong because you don't want to teach me. Right. Um, but it goes with this. It's the same mindset, honestly, that I take to like at my job. I can't know that I have a problem or need to fix something if I don't know it's broken. Right. So but, if I have to deal with you, like if there's something about what uh, me dealing with you, if I'm saying something wrong or something offensive, you got to tell me if, unless it's obvious, yeah. you got to tell me. Yeah. Well, Using the work example, um, you don't know you fucked up until after the fact when somebody's riding you into the ground like, <laughs> you fucked, you did this, you should have did this. And I've always been to the one like, well, why didn't you fucking tell me beforehand? I just went, I just finished dealing with a situation, uh, trying to avoid that. Um, we had one of our contractors we're cutting ties with, we're, we're shutting them down. Um, they had a whole shitload of materials stored away in their, in their yard. They told, they told them to bring it all back. Uh Oh, now. So we're talking, what did it end up being? 25, Reels of various lengths of fiber, like half-used reels, a couple untouched, unopened reels. Awesome. So what what happened to that job? Come to find out they, had, they were just starting that job. So it did go back out again. Yeah. But all that, not to mention like skids, like seven skids of other product and whatnot. So they gave us two days warning that this stuff was coming. We didn't know where we were even going to put it at, at the time. <laughs> um. Luckily, some space we put up in the yard. We just stuck it in this corner that has that was used for something else. And we were told not to do the inventory of it. Not to like I kept track of what it was. I did have an inventory list of it, right. but we weren't re- processing it into our inventory accounts. It doesn't exist yet. No. Until a week later, they're like, "Oh, I really need that reel out of it," and then, "Oh, I need that reel out of it," and yeah, that shit started happening. Now, at this point, I'm now running the place. Yeah. Brian's out. I'm dealing with this. And I, we asked when the stuff first came in, well, okay, you don't want us to process it. What do you want us to do? How do you want us to handle this? And they said, we'll get back to you. Two weeks later, I asked for an update. We'll get back to you. 
Now we're processing them one at a time as they come to, come back and need them. Yeah. Still nothing. No, of course not. It's been a month and a half, and I got <laughs> I, I got to the point, and we're slow. Most days, I, there's a lot of days I'm not doing much of anything, so I need something to do. Yep. So I said, I, I looked at my, my supervisor, and I said, Doug, I've had it. I'm going to move this stuff because we just got word that we have to move all that stuff. I think I told that story. I had to move everything yep. in a day. Okay. Well, I'm done with it. After moving it all and everything, I'm going to itemize it. Confirm all my counts, mark it all in as to location, and get it processed in the system. Put it in inventory, and it's then it's done with. Yep. He's like, let me let me put out one more email to to just to, to clarify. He's giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's yeah. Doug's stuff. Yeah. He does that. The one guy we are waiting to hear anything on pipes in. What are you waiting on? Why haven't you done this? Oh my god. And uh, and my quick, very quick response was permission <laughs> from you. And he said, "Well, let's just check with finance and do it." What do you think we've been doing? Uh, that's what I've been waiting for for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so then the guy from finance apparently saw the initial email, but then at the time was focused elsewhere, never yeah. came back to it, and for some reason was missing the updates or whatever. So he was genuinely apologetic that he didn't get to it. I know what the guy's been through. I've heard he's been telling me the extra stuff they've been throwing at him. So he's had a lot on his plate. But still. <laughs> Don't make excuses for this guy's... No, this guy, he's a nice guy. He's a really nice Oh, everybody's guy. a nice guy until they don't do but the fucking job, and then you get jumped on. His was the last step of the process, though, and it didn't even get to him initially. He could have moved it. But anyways... That's what I mean. Anyways, it finally happened. I finally dealt with it before it really blew up my face with only one reel missing. That's not bad. The one you sent out? <laughs> well... I, I reached out to one guy that I think I know what happened to this reel, and this was a case of you need it for that job. They're, it's the same people. Like technically, it's not here. Just take it and go. Yeah, you know it balanced out. I think, and he was going to confirm that he just hadn't gotten back to me on Friday. So, <laughs> but that's the last tiny little hook hanging, and it's so minor. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Perfect. Because if it doesn't get processed back, it never existed anyways. Right. We don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Escaped into the ether yet again. Exactly. <laughs> it grew legs and walked away. I guess I, the I, only the only evidence of his existence in our yard at all is one written line on a piece of paper that doesn't necessarily specifically state it, uh, unless be, you know the, the the code, if you will, of how I wrote them down. It's easily erased. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Making it sound so like nefarious or something. I don't know um, how much money is a reel of coil or fiber worth. Uh, with the amount we're dealing with, I honestly don't know, but it'd still be a lot. <laughs> a couple thousand easy. There you go. Um, let's talk about some nerd shit. Okay, there's been some nerd shit happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the boys. Oh, the boys. The boys. Uh, still reeling from the termite. Okay, that's termite. That's gonna. That's that's like PTSD level ingrained. That <sighs> yeah. Um, but where this show has gone in these last three four episodes, 
Uh, well, first of all, um, I think it's the third episode. You'd mentioned something, and we never got to discuss it. I'm talking the episode where Homelander is talking to himself in his reflection. Yeah. That yeah. scene was fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah. And... You, got- I, you know, I throw. I, I I understand. I throw this around a lot. I do, but eyes need to be looking. Like, why is this guy not in contention for awards? Like the recognition, the talent to pull that off. Because he made me believe it. No, well, that, like that's that's, the that's key what an factor. actor does. That's the key factor. Well, if he's ma- if if as ridiculous as a concept as that is on paper, yeah, he's making me believe it. Yeah, that's a good actor. That's a good Give actor. Him the award. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> He's not the only good actor. I I, I I completely understand that. I'm so, just saying he should be in he should be in contention, and we, that's not a name we see. No, you know, no. in that same vein, that same episode, Soldier Boy's drunken PTSD rant. Holy cow! Was so stereotypical out of the book. Yeah, but delivered with such genuine realism. Uh. Which became very quickly in my mind both incredibly sad, but then incredibly terrifying because of what the being who's feeling those emotions is physically capable of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, dude, the dude's a walking bomb, literally. Shedding radiation. <laughs> yes. Like, it's going out of style. And he's completely unstable. And drunk and on drugs and uh, everything. The whole that this season has been so it's the only way I can think of it is they're sitting in the writer room and they're going, they'll never let this get through. Oh, fuck. It went through. Well, okay, let's open up the X-File. That to, is Seth Rogen's playbook. Yeah. He's used that tactic in many, many projects. Because that's the exact mentality they got away with with that sausage party, which was a big hit. I don't... As ridiculous as it is, yeah. it was a massive hit. And they, they made that movie with every intention of it never getting a theatrical release, and it did. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I <laughs> and do so not it's that it. same mentality. Yeah. And I, I again, I, I mentioned this. I think last night that I never, for some reason, never put that Garth Ennis connection together. Yeah. And so you got Garth Ennis made the boys. He made Preacher, yeah. and Preacher was over the top right. intense at times. But the boys is like the next level. And again, produced by Seth Rogen's crew. Yeah. So. Like these people know how to take that bar and just keep pushing they, it up a little bit more. <laughs> I would I would think they would just have to go to any comic book store and say, "Give me Garth Ennis stuff," <laughs> and whoever's behind the counter is like, "All right," and let's just there you go. There's your source material for the, your next monster hit on uh, Prime. So. You know, I heard uh, there was some comparison trying to say, like, Garth Ennis, well, he's the master of the TV comic book stuff right now kind of thing. For that type, right? You can't compare it to, like, CW and all that. That's a completely different animal. But uh, I think they're trying to compare it to, like, the Neil Gaiman stuff. 
that's a different animal altogether. It, it is, but they want to put them because Garth Ennis and Neil Gaiman, they're both prolific comic book writers. Right, right. You know, they want to lump them together like that. But they do have completely different writing styles. Right, right. And, right. and with you, that, I, and I brought that up only because there's a lot of buzz for the upcoming Sandman. Right. I was going to say, you, series, you right? cannot compare Sandman to the boys on any level other than, hey, they're both comic books. Um, I, I think you could maybe put the comparison in that they both had a massive impact in their genres, like in their, to their audiences. They've, they shoot at different yeah, audiences. Yeah, though. yeah. But. They're, they're your apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Like yes, absolutely. You you cannot like the boys and Sandman. Completely different they're genre not, of not, comic like, book. Yeah, they're yes. not even in like the same universe. No, quote unquote. <laughs> so like they're they're those streams will never cross. No, could never cross. But they both have a massive impact. To their right to to Why? the comic book world. Why? Because on their in their area because your writers are good, mm-hmm. and on top of the the good the fantastic writing, the art has to go with it as well. Oh, yeah. So you especially in the comic book genre, you can write a great story. Neil Gaiman proves that oh, every yeah. time he puts a pen to paper. But if you don't have the art to go with it, the message is lost in that medium. Oh, definitely. So, like, I've read uh, Neil Gaiman, some of his novels. Like, he'll, I haven't, but I'm aware of them. Tally's read a bunch. Read some of those novels. What's read? I, I don't. <laughs> Shush. Read a book, fuck's sake. I'm allergic to dead tree. <laughs> Really? What are you leaning on right now, motherfucker? Uh, uh, this has uh, got a coating on it. I'm not actually touching the actual wood. I'm prote- oh, really? I'm protected. Really? Yes. Is that what? Is yep. that how you feel? Yep. All right. Good to know. <laughs> I got a splinter. Yeah. Oh, see? Karma, bitch. So, but, yeah. Uh, Garth Ennis, his writing is just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this season of The Boys... Has got it started with repercussions and it just kept building and building and building. Every next thing was a bigger repercussion and another and another and another. And when you get to the season finale, you're just like, as soon as the, the credits roll, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Yep. Fuck. Especially with the, they always leave it on like a holy shit. Last, last thing. thing yeah. Like, fuck. I was like, of anybody to pick as your vice president, <laughs> not her. Splody chick. Splody chick. Yeah, head popper girl is not <laughs> who you want. Not just head popper, though, as we saw in that alley scene. Anything she looks at explodes. Yeah. Like, she can make anything she looks at explode. When she, well, we said when she, her and. She made somebody's hand explode or something or a foot foot a foot yeah when she was confronted by starlight and they starlight kind of pushed a little too hard head splody chick gave her a little uh uh-huh. little taste and i was like uh you maybe have 195 million followers are on on 
Instagram or something whatever like that. Whatever it was, yeah. Whatever Social media. Yeah, she just said she's going to make your head explode regardless. So this is probably going to be during a live stream, and your 195 million fans are all going to scream in horror <laughs> at the same time. So uh, They should be used to that by now, though. Oh, well, yeah. They said the whole, the whole world, the whole boys' world is just like, well, life is not precious and can go away in a heartbeat. So, But... <laughs> That thing with Homelander, like, I, well, Homelander just blasting that dude at that protest, yeah, at that rally, yeah. and then the crowd cheering him. But you, you know who was the first guy, right? That who was that? I did that. Oh, that fuck! That oh was shit! Janine's I stepdad. didn't even put that together. Oh fuck me! Yes. Oh, fuck, Eminem's going to fuck his shit up. Yep. Oh, God. I didn't even connect that. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh, Eminem is going to fuck him up. Yep. Oh. And the fact the fact that Mother's Milk has, has told his daughter, her, his daughter's going to be okay with, uh, with that happening. <sighs> Again. Another repercussion. Yeah. So now you you have Homelander and the boys working on an upper level. Then you have Janine and the stepdad working on a lower level. Mm-hmm. So you have all these great layers of drama that everybody's working through. And this this a, the a train arc has been interesting really yeah, interesting yeah. the what happened swings the that world wildly to the right holy wildly <laughs> to the right yeah so, think yeah there like, one can't help but put the analogy that they're basically making homelander look like if trump had was superman um, yeah. <laughs> the comparisons for, for are like, there. For, like you can, you can. It is, it is Superman gone crazy mm-hmm. with. Uh, I guess we'll call the it. followers the Trump followers at yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you, see, you have you have levels of Trump or there are the Homelander followers. Yeah, well, followers. Fucking. I'm sorry. <laughs> trying, mixed trying, in, real insanity versus fake insanity. Right. <laughs> so you have the ones. That are fans of Stormfront, straight up oh. neo Nazis. Oh yeah, straight up Nazis. <laughs> yeah, they're still around, <laughs> right? Now they get mixed in with your rank and file Homelander fans. This is like the Proud Boys becoming just generally accepted everywhere. <laughs> it's craziness, just absolute craziness. The Republican Lord. Party of Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, you just, I still, you just I still think Stormfront's not dead. I just, I have a feeling that shenanigans. She's going to be back. I, I think she had to die, really, really die, I, I because just... if if there was a whiff of a chance that she's alive, Homelander would have found her by now. I don't know. You you can't keep secrets from Superman. That's true, but you can 
for a little while. He like he out of said it took him a while to find Ryan. So it is he possible. Didn't, he didn't look all that hard for Ryan. I think it, it is possible, when, but, when but he, it's incredibly difficult. Right When he wanted to find Ryan, he found Ryan just like that. Yeah, probably, yes. He he, he said it took him a while, but was he was that just to say it, that he was busy? No, nobody. <laughs> like, he's saying that because he's is it to, true? Is it not Trying true? to earn the kid's trust. Yes. Right. And, and it keeps everybody off balance. That's the trick with that character, right? Like, right. You just know that at any moment he's gonna go fucking nuclear, right? And he can, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And the kid smiling. Oh, that was <laughs> like one of the most perfect creepy kid smiles yeah. ever. <laughs> that like when I knew. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Intentional. Creepy kid smiles because, yeah. as I recall, one of the f- twins in Doctor Strange Two has a smile on his face at one point that just creeped me the fuck out. <laughs> it was unintentional too. But it was just like oh, it was just—he was supposed to be adorable. Stop. And it did not look adorable to me. Stop it, kid. <laughs> work on your adorable. You work for Disney now. No Quit kidding. being fucking creepy. Jeez, they invented adorable. Come on. <laughs> but the revelation. <laughs> The revelation that Soldier Boy was Homelander's father. <laughs> it was just like, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course it was. And the the fight when when Homelander brought Ryan. Oh my god. To me, I I put that as like the going to a slimy level. But to get bring the kid in, it is, but it isn't. Not in Homelander's mind. Well, no, not in his mind, of course. No, but it is. He, yeah, yeah. But because normally nobody's going to bring a child. He was banking on their humanity, on Soldier Boy's humanity. Yes, on on Soldier Boy. And, and having the, family, and the family connection, right? Yes. So he was—that's what Homelander was putting all his eggs in, in that basket. Yep. And it worked. It worked. And then it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was masterfully written. Yeah, masterfully written. How they how how that you could just you could feel his shift. Yeah. As he that pause. Between lines, when he just, you're just such a fucking pussy. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's on. It's on. It's still on. Here we go. <laughs> but that, that's, Jensen Eccles is just fucking killing it as Soldier Boy. Oh, yeah. And that, like, I never watched uh, Supernatural, so I'm not. I've only watched the first season. Right. Steph is probably fucking flying inside out right now at, at this revelation. I've watched the first season, yeah. but it says something that it didn't pull me back. Right. Steph. And I watched it pretty, like, I watched, like, two episodes a day for a couple weeks. Yeah. Kind of and his his portrayal of, of Soldier Boy as your, your atypical 50s, 40s... Uh, 
he he flat out described it that he was not the perfect soldier. No, he was just some rich kid that signed signed on the line and they paid the money. No, they literally made. Captain America out of the biggest douchebag. Right. It's like, what if Logan Paul? Well, no, not even because this is you got to you got to go back further. We need more macho. Yeah. Who's who's a macho dude in like? Well, Chuck Norris. No, no, no. no Chuck not Norris douchey wasn't a douche. We need a douche. Who's a who was a solid douche of the like seventies, eighties? Jean Claude Van Damme. That was he was a, a douche. Was, it was a pretty big douche bag. okay there you go so jean-claude <laughs> that's who they turned into captain america yeah. that you take the absolute worst personality traits of the biggest douchebag and then you put them in a superhuman body yeah yeah this great idea. character concepts we've considered in gaming yeah like, <laughs> no because I can't play that and, big of a douchebag. Penthouse Comics had like their their version of something, and that fucking line from Soldier Boy when he's talking about it goes. Oh, I remember that day when I went to Vought Labs. They the uh, they gave me this this penthouse. He said the fucking said what her name was like this. He goes, yeah, she had a she had a bush on her like a pomeranian. <laughs> I, I didn't remember that. laughing with that one. <laughs> they, they, they picked their dated references for him perfectly. Yes. Like, he is written to be fully still in the mindset of the 80s when he was, uh, uh, when he was awake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you forget that. You yep. totally forget that because most shows don't. Nope. Nope. He remains an anachronist. Yeah. Whereas, you look at Captain America... Oh. He absorbed the new world. Right. Whereas <laughs> Soldier Boy is like trying to drag shit. drag the new world back to where he, he was. He doesn't give a shit. Fuck no. He doesn't give he just wants he why? just wants a bag of weed and some whiskey. Why why would he care? <laughs> and old hookers. Right. Why would he care? Why would he care? Nobody can do anything about it. Dude, that fucking agent guy. Oh. Uh, it's just the perfect Hollywood agent sleazeball. So awesome. Uh, That's Rob. No, um, who is that? Rob? I, I don't know who's playing it. If only there was a device handy. Hey, to... <laughs> I got a laptop right in front yeah. of me. Uh, here we go. Well, you look that up. I'm going to grab a beer. Okay. You like, grab a beer. Um, I am I am Deba. I'm Deba. Do you know the guy's name? I don't know the guy's name, unfortunately. Um, what show are we talking about, the boys? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are you running low? I have no basement here. Yikes. I have one growers left in there. Help yourself if you'd like. Uh, actually, you have two growers. Oh, is there two? I thought I had three left in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, help yourself. Okay, do we know the name of this dude? Rob, not Rob Reiner. Uh, he was in that TV show. He's on uh, uh, Stranger Things this season as well. He's one of the doctors. I still haven't watched it. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my uh, God. I know. Um, the Deep is quickly becoming one of my, the, like, hitting the top of the list of, like, He's just so ick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so ick. 
Like he's not even evil. No, he's not. He's just he's just deplorable in every aspect of his life and his being. You just don't want to be around the deep. You just you just like if you knew somebody like that in real life, you would never talk to that person. No. Nope. Ever. Bartlett pear growers. Huh? Kind of dry. It's what I go. It's just the right amount of dry. Yeah. If you get, if, if I get into any of the drier ciders, it's yeah. it's too much. It, it, it to me, Drink, it's getting into wine territory. Drinking chalk. Um, I know probably too sweet for your taste, but a little bit. I still can't find the name. Of oh that. my goodness! Come on, I'm, I'm like way down the list here. Should be up higher. He's a bigger name guy. Yeah, but the character's not. The big man was it? No, what's his what's his character's name? I don't even don't even remember catching his fucking name. They said it. I know they said it. No, 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 no. Rob, Rob, something. Fascinating. I know. <laughs> the fuck. You're too high to be looking at a computer anyways. I'm not seeing him, though. That's the weird thing. Are you on the right episode, season? I'm on. He was in the last episode, was he not? He's been in a bunch of episodes. I'm looking at the last episode in particular. Okay. Let's look at the full full cast. This is like the first time you've ever used IMDb? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm brand new to it. I just found out it existed. Come on. No nope, um, man. The uh the show is grinding to a halt. There's a huge fucking cast. Um The Deep <laughs> and the fucking octopus. <laughs> like I I I I hate to say this. I do because this is going to sound so fucking weird. But then why are you going to say it? But once again, it, it it says something that they just a small, tiny, tiny little bit of believability in his his actual emotional feelings towards that octopus. Like he loves that fucking octopus. Well, yeah, because it gives him great head. But the the dude who plays the deep convincingly portrays this shit. Like, come on. Okay, he's got no other option. But to do it like that, because they give him this character and then they give him the script where he forms an emotional attachment with an octopus, a sexual. Again, it's so fucking ridiculous. Right. So what do you do when a situation like this? You take the ball and fucking run with it. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly what that guy has done. He's like, I okay, you want me to fall in love with an octopus? All right, I'm going to fall in love with an octopus. Found him? John Doman? John Doman. Is he Vogelbaum? Can I see a picture? No. That's not him? That's not him. 
<laughs> um, the A train stuff, though, with, when his brother yeah pushed him away, yeah, he, yeah, you kind of feel bad for him, but uh, did it to himself. Right. This is you know this is repercussions. But the the revelation that Vought, oh my god, just fucking dropped Blue Hawk's heart into into A Train's body with like no real thought about what's going on. And hey, congratulations. Hey, you got a super heart again. You can run. Yay. Yeah. And it just so happens to be the man the, you hate the most that is now keeping you alive who crippled your brother. Uh yeah. I think A Train really did try to uh to atone because during that one fight scene, I think it was when, at Hero Gasm, when he apologized to Huey. Yes. That took all of Huey's motivation away. Yes. He was trying. He was legitimately trying. Yeah. But when he when he when Huey goes, You didn't even apologize for what you did and A Train sincerely apologized, that takes Huey out of the calculation mm-hmm. because Huey like, all of Huey's like what he was supposed to be there for was to get revenge on A Train or get an apology. And he got his apology. Yep. And that that negates Huey's uh motivation to want to continue or but now he's just he's so deep into it he can't get out of it. Yeah. But at least he pulled himself back from that cliff. Well, Starlight dragged him back. Yeah, but. Well, <laughs> But you, you that did. scene with them in the car. Yes. <laughs> and after they finished the conversation, he goes, okay, now I know you're going to explode if you don't get to say I told you so, so just let it out. I fucking told you yeah. so. You great feel better? Scene. Yes. It's <laughs> a great scene. But during during the fight, the big fight at the end, um, I did like the uh, the moral dilemma Huey had. Mm-hmm. Standing there, seeing seeing his companions getting their asses beat, and looking down at that vial at Temp V, and he knows. I, I, a part of me think he's gonna, he's gonna shoot that in so that he can jump in the way to save her. Right, but he knew now knew that if he took one more dose of this, he's sealing his fate. He's dead. Mm-hmm. He's dead. But it was such a desperate fight at that point in time where he was like, okay, I have to. I have to do something to help my friends. And then he looked at the environment that he was in and he gave Starlight the boost that she needed. <laughs> she flew. She flew. Literally had so much energy. It picked her up off the ground. And that that energy blast that she put forward was exactly the, the tide turner that they needed. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was awesome. He supported her. Right. It just the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was awesome. That literally supported. That was a great power up moment. Right. The, I, you know, I'm a sucker for power up moments. Oh, yeah. So, like, it was like, um, like the Wonder Woman in one, the first Wonder Woman one where she steps out of the trench. Yeah. And she takes her coat off and she's like full. Yeah. Wonder Woman nest. You go like, yeah. Especially considering she was hitting a new level that we hadn't seen from her yet. Right. Right. So we're going like, oh, okay. So Starlight. 
can get much, much stronger. Yeah. So she can absorb more energy and redirect it. Yes. So did you find him? He, unless he's under heavy makeup, I can't find the motherfucker. Here, let me. Can I take a look at the, the this cast is the list? cast list right here? The entire cast of the boys, uh, right there. Okay. And I'm not seeing him other than that dude that I already picked that you said is not him, and he's playing Vogelbaum. I don't know the name of the dude. Now there are other ways I could have found out, but because we're in the middle of the podcast and we need to keep talking, yeah. Um, but the show is is truly amazing. It's definitely not for everyone. No, no. Oh no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, um, no. I still haven't read any of the comics to 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 do a comparison, but I, you know, I can't. I won't be. I I know I'm going to have to keep them segmented. They yeah. are two different things. Um, now the animated show that is more along the lines of the comic. You know, I could take that for what it is, um, but the show has to remain separate. The they delivered this season on the hero gasm. They promised us a superhero orgy. <sighs> mm-hmm. They did, and we got it. Yeah, and we did. <laughs> it was everything they said. They had another fucking disclaimer in front of that one. That was another episode. That what there was two episodes in a row where they had big disclaimers on yeah. the screen before the episode. Yes, and that was the first one. <laughs> there was a whole lot of CGI involved in that scene, folks. Too much uh, CGI. Uh, <laughs> um, but they did have practical effects when they needed it. Eminem. Just no. Uh, so wrong. I had we I had this discussion with someone um, regarding what happened to Eminem. The legend, Paul Reiser. That's fucking Paul Reiser? Yes. Are you kidding me? No, that's Paul Reiser. I had Reiser. no idea that was Paul Reiser. Yep. Oh, my God, is he fantastic. Yep, the legend, Paul Reiser. Oh, shit. I had no idea that was Paul Reiser. I remember seeing him in the list, didn't realize that was him. Yep. I'm, I was figuring it was a scene I missed. Nope. <clears throat> Holy shit. Damn, well, he's awesome. <laughs> um, the stuff with Frenchie and Kimiko... It's beautiful. Yes, it, it, it's it's uh, the the whole singing in the rain stuff when she lost her powers yeah. and her fantasies. You know, it's just so sweet. Yep. Yeah. Um, bitter, this, bittersweet, bittersweet, bittersweet. But I do have one nitpick flag I'm going to throw down in regards to Frenchie. Okay. Because I understand what the show is. Yeah. I understand that the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, doesn't exist. I get that. Like, okay, like. They're, they play by their own rules. Yeah. But they made a big deal about, I got the one and only dose of this, of the knockout, the Nova chick. I yeah. got the one and only dose that exists. Yeah. And Soldier Boy throws it out the fucking window. No, Maeve. Maeve, Maeve threw, it, threw out it out the window. Maeve yeah. throws it out the fucking window. Okay. We completely skipped <laughs> over the the problems with Maeve. We'll, we'll, we'll come back yeah. to that. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Maeve throws that out the window. And then Frenchie says, well, you know, we're going to be in the building. They have enough stuff. I can whip up more. Wait a minute. Okay. No, but that's already been established that Frenchie can do that. He's a, he's a, he's a chemical genius. Right. Okay. Right. I think he's a soup, and they're just not acknowledging it. I don't know if he's a soup. He's got super intelligent, especially considering what he pulled off. And this is where the nitpick comes down. They're in that lab. Oh. 
we have no idea specifically of how much time, but we know it ain't much time. No, so there, let's call it fifteen minutes tops. Yeah, there's a there's a compression that happens, and it's kind of like oh, we already know he's high as a motherfucker yeah. on coke, everything, whatever. Yep. And he takes a, sh- a gunshot wound to the lower leg, but he was already finished. Was he finished at that point? Yes, but still, he whipped together this shit in like. 15 minutes under pressure. <laughs> but you can't forget, there was a superhero battle going on in the upper part of the building. And Huey has now sent all the staff out of the building. Right. So I, there's I, confusion. There Again, yeah, there's confusion on the timeline. Not as bad as Kenobi. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we did get, we got into that on Madhouse. Oh. <laughs> Not nearly as bad as Kenobi. We haven't oh. even got to, to discuss Kenobi yet, have we? I. You know what? No, we didn't. No. No. We okay. missed so much in those two weeks we were off. <laughs> oh, fuck. Kenobi hurt. Okay. Well, so, yeah. well, okay. Finish the boys. Boys. We'll, we'll yeah. Finish the boys. Finish the boys. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Th- th- I just, that was my only minor little nitpick is just Frenchie being able to whip that shit up so quickly just right. seemed. But I get it. But top of the line lab with everything at your fingertips. And, and, sure. and most likely what we did not know is because they, they, Got what they the information they needed from those Russian papers about what they were using against Soldier Boy. Mm. So Frenchie already has a leg up. As he had the recipe, right? He had the recipe. All he had to do was find the right, stuff okay. and fucking throw it in. Together. He, yes, okay. It just I mean, and again, it's minor. It's right. like I, it's honestly it, it was. It's not even worth mentioning because I love everything yeah, else about it. Like, but it, like it's one of those things you go like, uh, it, it does take you if you think about it too much. If you don't suspend that disbelief hard enough, he's just <laughs> yes. kind of like. Ah. But you have to with this show. Yeah, you have to know that going into oh, this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, well, okay. If the first few seasons haven't shown you that yet, <laughs> if the they, first ten seconds when Robin explodes, right, right. <laughs> if that opening scene didn't warn you, right. You're. Uh, oh wait a minute. You're, you're, yeah. you're thirty seconds into this brand new show, and a person just explodes into a mist of blood from a superhero. From a superhero, right? Who doesn't stop and apologize? Like the dude is still holding her wrist, like holding her hands. Yeah, Huey was still holding yeah. her hands. Yeah, if, that's the first thirty seconds of the show, right. and it flashes back to that when Huey confronts A Train at mm-hmm. Hero Gasm. Yeah, it it's, like, just in case you forgot why you're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so great. The the with the, with the French and Kumiko. The last thing on on there is just the fact that that the torture scene with Little Nina. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Frenchie is a closet beast. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they, they straight up said that. <laughs> right. We still haven't seen it, though. Oh, we got, we got we, a glimpse. We got good glimpses. But we haven't, yeah. we haven't seen full-on Serge. No. No. <laughs> it sounds said, like Serge is terrifying. Right. Yeah. Uh, said, it reminded me of, well, uh, Unchained. With the yes. Lee movie, yes, I could see the similarities. So absolutely, they even said, it, "Love goes, that movie." Your your father put the collar on your neck and held the leash. It's just been different people hanging on to the leash for mm-hmm. now. So his little drunken fuck you to to butcher, butcher. Oh, <laughs> so great, so great. When when Frenchie Frenchie finally decided, he's like, "I'm going to be my own man from now on." 
you've never seen a guy so free in his entire life. And it didn't matter that he was high as a fucking but, kite. No, that that made it even better. He <laughs> the knew, point came across. Right. Said so his 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 moment of clarity came through a haze of coke <laughs> and every other mushrooms and everything that he can get his hands on. So but Kimiko um getting her powers back. See, that's where like I'm not that upset about Maeve. Oh no. So because she we, could if she wanted if to. If she wanted to. And I'm sure she they're aware of this. Probably will she come back? It all depends if Maeve has had enough. Or it's that last resort like they need her. Yeah. You know, she, she know and she knows this kind of thing. Yeah, she she could be like the break the glass in case of right. kind of situation. Right. But uh, that that is going to happen off camera. Oh, oh definitely. So, I have a feeling the next time we see Maeve, she's going to be re- she's going to be maybe not both eyes. I think that that's probably going to be permanent damage. Chemical healed, but Chemical's power was healing. We don't know all of Maeve's. She, I don't think she had that kind of healing factor. But I don't think she, she's going to regenerate but she an did eye. Heal probably. It, it's possible, but yeah. I'm picturing her with an eye patch. And when she goes into, if she if she even puts a suit like the her suit on again, yeah, yeah, yeah. she'll have like a brass like metallic looking like Thor, you yeah, know, yeah. something equivalent to. I know um, that's. I haven't mentioned it at all, but I will be going to see that movie tomorrow. No, with Tally, I ban you. Uh, too late. Tickets are already purchased. Yeah, you're part uh, of the fucking. We're going problem. to see. We're going to see it in AVX tomorrow. I didn't even bother asking. I know you're working, but I I know you don't want to. No, I, it's I get already that. getting. Shit can. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Really? Yeah. Because the early reviews I was hearing were, were way positive. 59% positive. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, I haven't heard anything for the last two days. I only heard the from the Wednesday, Thursday stuff. Right. This is like the, okay. Wednesday, the Wednesday, Thursday stuff is the really? early critic stuff. Okay. And they're going, this is fucking terrible. Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. It, I'm er, not. But, well. I'm not surprised. I I I, I it won't surprise me if that is the case. Absolutely. Uh oh. Too much of a good thing in my opinion, but I'm we're checking it out. So. Um, the voice. So yeah, Maeve. I think we're gonna see. Her, we'll see her again at some point. Maybe a a double surprise reveal. You know, Homelander all of a sudden has backup in their Stormfront. And then the bag that the boys got their backup. There's a surprise Maeve return. But if it is Stormfront, Stormfront stronger than Maeve. But still, it helps. Every little bit helps. Okay, I, I, there's a lot. There's a lot of pieces of that puzzle that I I can't fill in. Right. And plus, there's no way I can predict any of it. Right. So this is strictly completely with minimal information, fan theory. What what I think might happen is Ryan turns the tide. Okay. Somehow, some way, like Homelander in in the next season, Homelander is gonna is gonna be on a rampage. There's nobody there to check Homelander. Yeah. And Ryan is right there learning from Homelander, helping him. Somewhere along the line it's got to be Ryan has a come to Jesus moment. I don't think so. I think that's that the look, only, that's the I only thing that, that stops that look, That smirk on his face. Oh yeah. Was well, just, is proof that the psychosis is fucking genetic. All three of them have it. 
But that's but that's genetic level psychosis. But you also you also have to think of it as Ryan is still a developing young boy. Yeah, he could possibly grow out of it. Yes. Right. So but I'm thinking it you're playing with genetics here. And nature versus nurture here right now. Mm-hmm. This is Ryan got a taste of what I, I think, I think nature versus nurture is blown apart when you get into genetic manipulation. I think genetic manipulation takes away any idea of nature versus nurture. No, no, because Ryan didn't show any of any of that up until that scene with Homelander. Mm, yeah, because at any point in time, uh, there's still some factor. But I think, like, when we're dealing with, like, mental psychosis. Yeah. There, okay. Ryan, Ryan got a taste when, when, that, when that guy threw the rock at Ryan and Homelander popped him. <laughs> Ryan was hurt. Homelander stood up for him like a father would. Yeah. And then this, the crowd started to cheer. Who doesn't like hearing? Oh yeah, thunderous applause. Mm-hmm. Well, Homelander definitely. Oh, loves Homelander it. lives on that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think his kid's gonna like it too, right? And that's <laughs> that's where I think that implied where they were going with this. That because what's the kid's name gonna be? What's his hero name gonna oh, be? God, Homelander. It just kid Homelander. You kid think? Homelander. Like I didn't read the comic books. Or, Me either. And, that, and, that's, that's why. That's just. Yeah. I, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. I think it's going to be something like Kid Homelander, like something basic and obvious. Not going to go full on Junior. Just no. Yeah, Kid 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 Homelander sounds too. But Kid Homelander, that's a Vought marketing. Oh, it train. is train. Right, right, right. <laughs> but now you have a problem with Vought because. They they did take that gigantic hit when Starlight mm-hmm. revealed that they had kidnapped Maeve. And but, but Vaughn ain't dead yet. No, no, no. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to take a great deal more massaging to repair that that what they did to Maeve, even with Ryan. But your feelings on Ashley? Oh, Ashley needs to die. <laughs> Ashley needs to die. I put like, her in, in in a roundabout way. Like I don't want anything like direct to happen to Ashley, but like she has to be like running away. Like uh, oh no! A, I a thought giant. I thought we had a, a slight, uh, not quite a Chekhov's gun moment, but just a reference to a foreshadowing moment when a- Ashley, the assistant. I said, Ashley, oh, Ashley, I'll come with you to the helicopter. Oh, Sikorsky's only for VPs and above. Yeah. I, I'm, all, all I was picturing was, okay, we're going to see the Sikorsky lifting off, and then a, an errant eye blast is going to knock it out of the sky. <laughs> They're all dead. Nah. Like I, That's what I, I pictured happening. And then next season, Stan Edgar's back in, t- in town. I think we've seen the last of Stan Edgar. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. No? I think VP's going to turn that around. No, not with not with Homelander there. You don't think so? I don't think so. Okay. I think I think Homelander has like 
quote like fair, like I think it's going to depend that I think it's going to depend if Homelander is still maintains being involved in Vought or if he puts all his focus into being number one dad. I think number one dad grooms Ryan to become the new leader of Vought. Maybe, maybe. So There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. And again, without knowing any of the source material, I don't know where they could possibly go. Oh, <laughs> where they so. can go on this is just just about anybody's guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what other big surprises they have waiting for us, but I'm all in the, the black noir stuff. Yeah, when they took out Black Noir, that was one of the big things that they could have used against Homelander. But the effect that they did with Black Noir, yeah, like the 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 cartoon characters being his his mental state, if you will, which was not good. No, he was <laughs> he was obviously brain damaged from the oh, the yeah, shit yeah, kicking yeah. that he took from uh, Soldier, Soldier Boy. Boy. So he, you know. To know that he was basically an autopilot killing machine yep. with the mentality of a child. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that in like the difference between um the comic book and the T V series with Homelander and Black Noir. Do you know any of I that? I know don't know anything. Okay. Spoilers. Uh huh. In the comic book, Black Noir is a clone of Homelander. Oh, okay. So that clone is completely and utterly insane. Ah, okay. So all the pictures that you've seen of like Homelander with the big, the big grin, all teeth and shine. Yep. That is a play off of Black Noir in the comic books. Ah, okay. Now Black Noir in the comic books was designed to kill Homelander at some point in time. Really? All right. So, in all a lot of the craziness that happened in the comic books was Black Noir at disguised as Homelander. Really? Really. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. So, they they got to say I'm a little disappointed, but you know, I still enjoyed what I got. So, so. What, what they did in in the TV series, they took the comic book version of Black Noir and combined it with Homelander. Okay. So that's why everyone... You so like, the Homelander in the comics is not psychotic like that? Oh, he's crazy, but not on okay. a level. Okay. Um, so that's why, like, when you, in, in the TV series, you see the big smile, mm. and you see him talking to himself, the reflection in the mirror. Ugh. That is... An amalgam of okay the comic book Black Noir. How can we get that scene with the narrative that we've created? How can we recreate it? They they did it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, someday I'll read it. Yeah. So they'll. I've got the first two collected volumes. I just haven't read. Yeah, I had the uh, the first two collected. I don't read. Yeah, I don't even read comics. I had them uh, queued up on my Amazon, Mm. and I was like, they were like forty bucks each. I was like, mm. and yeah. like I sat there and I was like, oh, I, I bought them. I believe yeah. our first Niagara Falls trip. I bought yeah. them up in Niagara Falls because I saw the shop that I bought them at yeah. when we were there last. last I said time. I almost, I almost pulled the trigger, and then I went on to Amazon the other day and I saw this. These things are no longer no longer available. Went, well, that temptation's gone. Yeah. So. Oh no, that at this point that's a store find. 
Yeah. Stumble, stumble on it. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Because, because I went to Windsor on uh, last Thursday and I went to Chapters, the bookstore. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, there. I went and I checked the uh, graphic novel section. They had volumes three and six yeah. of the boys. And I was like, oh, I no. I know. When I, that's why I, yeah. I grabbed one and two when I saw them because seeing number one was a very rare occasion. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Shall we shift to Kenobi? Well, no. We still no. have to talk about the Mave. Oh yes, the Maeve, oh, Maeve, Maeve gets kidnapped by a Homelander in Black Noir <sighs> and gets disappeared. Yeah. Nobody knows where Maeve is. Yeah, we thought there was that possibility that she was dead. Right. But we were they would have shown us. Yeah. We were told by Vought that she has suffered a uh a bout of exhaustion and she was at a uh, retreat for recovery. And then when Starlight asked, it was she was in rehab. Right. <laughs> so Come to find out, Homelander has Maeve secreted down in the basement of Vought, keeping her alive, just so... Yeah, when, when he, Starlight and her finally uh, meet up, she goes, so where were you? I was 12 fours below you the whole fucking yeah. time. <laughs> so we, like, we, we are told by Homelander that the reason Maeve is still alive is because he's going to harvest her eggs. Did they ever get to that? We're going to assume no, right? We're, Maeve would have been on like a tear to right. destroy it's, that. Yeah, but we did see like uh, they started to gas Maeve. Yeah. So that could have been one of the steps necessary. Did they, did they grab anything before they put her in the truck? No. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Like I, I would have to assume they did not have any time to do that. Probably not. And... Maeve made sure that that wasn't going to happen when she woke up in the truck. So, yeah, as soon as you see her stirring, I'm like, oh, she's fucking put somebody up. Yeah, so <laughs> she's getting out. Yeah, there, there, there's a there's a whole truckload of corpses. They just don't know their corpses yet. Yep. So, yeah, Maeve, Maeve is going to be used as a uh, fucking puppy mill for. <laughs> Such as it is. Wow. The, his delivery of that line. Right. Just, it was just, so cold and clinical. It was just, yeah, I'm just going to. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to take your eggs. It's going to happen. And that nothing you can do about it. Such a violation of, <laughs> yeah. of what it is to be a woman. <laughs> and it was just like, I, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Isn't it interesting? The timing the release that, of that so episode because that was though. the seventh episode that yeah. wasn't the last but still the timing of yeah, it. it it's a coincidence <laughs> it is a massive coincidence but wow it's just like one of those one of those global or like universal alignments and it just kind of like yeah there's a little more impact in buying this <laughs> than there was initially a, a thought so here's the extreme in the opposite direction right right so <laughs> they uh Maeve yeah Maeve breaking free and showing up and like, hey, okay, here's here's more drugs, here's more temp fee, here's, here's and then, everything. And, and she, but she wanted, didn't want to, uh, didn't want to stop Soldier Boy. She wanted to make sure Homelander was dead. Right. She was on the mission to kill Homelander. Right. Because she knows what Homelander is all about. Like nobody yep. else knew what Homelander had planned. She she knows which is the the lesser of the two evils, and that's where she was aiming. She was aiming at the bigger evil. Yeah, 
So, yeah. So her it, ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. At the at the end of it. Which, did you expect her to have survived the blast? I kind of didn't. I, I did not. I thought. I did not. But Soldier Boy survived as well. I knew Soldier Boy was, I was not surprised to see him in that tank. Yeah. I was not surprised of that. I was surprised to see Maeve survived. That yeah, that was like the only thing that, but the only thing that made me think the other way to make to made me believe it is that Kimiko survived a direct blast, right? But but they were also at the top of Vought Tower when all this went down, right? So she also had to survive the landing, right? <laughs> so unless and she obviously did not survive the landing unscathed, right? She did get hurt quite a bit, unless of course. They would explain it off as when when Soldier Boy exploded, it threw her sideways into the I building. I think that's what they implied because they showed the security footage. Yeah. Ashley was looking at the security footage where they picked up uh, Maeve. Uh, Maeve from the alley. Yeah. So she might have actually landed in like the off the dumpster or something. Right. So there could have been just enough plausibility of right. Shoot. We've seen enough movies where it's not even a superhero that they fall right. a fall of twenty stories right, right, right. and land in they don't bounce off well, two two awnings and land in a dumpster. There, okay. There's there's like there's many actual news stories of people falling from heights and surviving. Yeah, so yeah, true. There, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but we're also in a realm of impossibility with this TV show. So <laughs> saying Maeve survived this is like yeah okay. I can yep. I can accept that. Yep. I can accept that. Of the parameters of what they are. Right, right. <laughs> they fit the parameters yeah. that it, Absolutely. Yes. But <laughs> you wanna you wanna go about Kenobi? Do you wanna get into Kenobi or do you wanna hold that for next week? No, we got time. Let's okay. Fuck Kenobi. Kenobi. Fuck this show. Oh my god, <laughs> I hated this show. Well, I, I'm not that strongly opinioned, um and <sighs> I from what I generally understand, you are in the minority. But I enjoyed it. It could have been a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid stuff in my and again we. Had I'm not. This. I'm, I'm not even. Not even worried. Like the Leia thing. Oh, okay. Like yeah, I could. I could have killed off Leia in the first episode, and I would have been happy about that. <laughs> um, what I just ruined the story, but yeah, okay. But the story is not fucking good anyways it's they retconned it way too much they did retcon quite a bit yes like if you go back to the original help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope you served my father in the clone wars all right yeah there is no mention we had this discussion on the madhouse rob rob was the one who pointed out yeah there was no familiarity there no no now now they've they've built a familiarity that did not exist that was like what nine years down the road i mean didn't lay a flat out tell the get over get over the death of that old man kid um she would have been just as heartbroken if not worse right right yeah so that, yeah, that's a massive retcon. Yes, I, I'm not. I, this is me actually acknowledging just how deep those ramifications should have been. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, fuck that. And the Darth Vader, sure, strong, um, grabbing that transport ship 
as it's at full power trying to take off and holding it in spot. And then where did that other transport come from? It was supposedly behind. No, you could see behind. That's what I thought. I, it didn't quite make sense either. I, yeah. You could see well, <laughs> that ship's taken off. It's out of the hangar. And you saw behind it as it was taken off. There's no fucking ship back there. Yeah, it it, it was weird. Weird? But it's unexplainable. But that's the beginning of a lot of unexplainable right. uh, shenanigans. Because it's right after that, that's the end of the second last episode. And it's right after that where they just, they're, it's either they're editing or Jedi have mystical time warp teleportation abilities. Because how quickly Reva got from that place where she was left for dead by from Vader to Tatooine to Tatooine, right? How quickly uh, Kenobi got from the planet where he, he kicked Vader's ass, and he gets to Tatooine. It's like okay, war, uh, you know, hyperspace is. It's quicker, yes. It still takes hours to get from one planet system to another. Right. It doesn't happen, like, in five minutes. No, no. It's not a quick jaunt around the corner. No, no. They, I've started to stumble across articles, maybe it's the algorithm, and they're going, like, this is such a poorly written series, and... It has elements of good. There are nuggets but it has way too many problems for those nuggets to be able to those, shine. Those scales are not balanced. Oh, absolutely in, in, not. At no. The, in the slightest. Again, I, so. I enjoyed it. Do I want more? No. And apparently there will be another one. I, I, okay, I don't that's need, bad. I that's don't bad. need more. Because well, it's un, I cannot decipher anything about this series that meshes it's supposed to fill in the backstory of what what happened to obi-wan kenobi after order 66 up until we see him on the dune sea rescuing rescuing luke skywalker i'm and i i I for one as an old school original trilogy hardcore like this is that that is my church i didn't need to know he was in hiding you know what you do when we've what even even the 20 years later when the idea of order 66 and he was a jedi in hiding yeah. that when that all got explained to us it didn't matter the fact that he was in hiding was enough do you know what you do this is this is how you do kenobi you give him the boba fett tuscan raider story yes Yes, if anything, that should that's that's more where it should have went. Right, because how does Obi Wan know all about the Tusken Raiders when he runs into Luke Skywalker? Yeah, how does he know Luke Skywalker? He's on Tatooine. Yep, we didn't need a story there. No, no. Obi Wan Kenobi hides himself within the Tusken Raider, whatever the yes. family, whatever the community. Yeah, they could have done that. That would have made more sense to me that instead of Boba Fett being the one that is now the fucking liaison for the Tusken Raiders, you have Obi-Wan Kenobi, who he takes that knowledge of the Tusken Raiders and protects Luke like 
in an oblique fashion. Yeah. From the dangers of Tatooine. That would have been better. Never exposes Luke or himself to any of that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like all these Jedi are showing up on Tatooine. <laughs> why? Like fucking Jedi Woodstock. Right. <laughs> it's like, why are, like, what is so vitally important about Tatooine that all, everybody, everybody of any import shows up on Tatooine at some point in time. The Kamel Nanjiani character, the fake Jedi con yeah. man. Yeah. I enjoy Kamel Nanjiani, but he's kind of a one trick pony. Yeah. And again, this did not, this did not feel like it fit no. the, that world. No, because it didn't fit that story. No, because it's an insult to the Jedi that we know. Yeah. Like, like, no. It is written as a comedy bit that doesn't work. And they expected it to work because they expect us to go like, oh, anything Jedi. That's the traditional Star Wars formula. Let's throw a little bit of humor in there to lighten the mood and, you know. No, right. Okay. A little bit, which is R2-D2 and C-3PO. Want to know the... Do you want to... You know the, the telltale sign of why Kenobi and why why Kenobi and Mandalorian are two different things. Uh, writing team Kathleen Kennedy. Oh yeah, there it is. Because Kenobi still has her fingerprints yeah. all over it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, it is. She's yeah. she's there. Well, this is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> so you just you look at her spirit lingers. Oh god, it just. <laughs> It's just like a stain that will not go away. Bellamy has unpacked the books. Oh, <laughs> he had the, the the legacy the legacy series books are back up on the shelves. The many shelves. The library books. has erupted. It, it has is, it? They, they, they are they are back out into fresh air. He's got them organized. Um, I think sequentially, <laughs> paperback and hardcover. Oh, I am like, not surprised. Something like he's got a system. He knows. He knows. So if anybody Found out he has know. a couple doubles, apparently. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, the Kenobi, it worked, but I don't need any more. I don't want any more. I want, give me more of the, the Mandalorian Boba Fett world. Right. Like, I want, I want more of that gritty Western Star Wars. Oh, so you want more Favreau Filoni. Yeah, that's what I want. Right. The guys that treat this treat this franchise yeah i think the next thing we get might be ahsoka i think Uh, see i'm I'm starting to that's where i start to wonder are they going to start pulling thin are are we going to start seeing cracks on that side now i want to have faith ahsoka that ahsoka thing though she's a connection to all of it she's around for all of it yeah it's dangerous territory, I know. Right. And like even even like the the little bit that we saw Ahsoka in Mandalorian with her interacting with Luke and everybody else, she knows everybody. Mm-hmm. So like she knew Yoda, so she know she would know what Grogu was. Yeah. And she was there, like she knew what happened with Yoda on Kashyyyk. And 
So there shouldn't be any surprises with Ahsoka. And I was like, oh. You're- I'm just anxious to finally see a live action version of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. I'm I'm hyped for that. That's a character that I've been a fan of, you know, since those novels first came out. Now, does this lead to a Yuzen Vong? Well, see, Thrawn is not Yuzen Vong. Thrawn was before oh, Yuzen right. Vong. That's right. That's Thrawn right. was the first set of novels that take place after Return. Right. Okay. The, oh, that's the, then that's the uh The Dark Force trilogy. Right, right, right. Um, that's where we get the introduction the force of force maggots and the, yes, the, the, the Salamiri that can block the force yeah. and yeah. And the Nogri, the Nogri. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how much they've gotten into any of that stuff. I just know that they finally brought Thrawn in the candy cannon in the rebels series yeah. where Ahsoka came from. So I, that I, I, I'm just anxious to see how, who they get to play him. And how he's portrayed. I haven't looked to see who's playing him. John Hamm. I'm. A, I'm. I, I'll take it. I don't. I don't know who would play. Who. Who. Who do you get to play? It's a very calculating. You know. He's. Right. Um. For for just countenance wise and whatnot, very Grand Moff Tarkin esque. Yeah. But his it's his mental philosophies are entirely different. He looks at the culture of a, of a planet to determine his his attack strategies and whatnot. So Henry Cavill. I, I can't say no. It's hard, really hard to say. Well, Henry Cavill can project the the like regalness yeah of a Thrawn. Yes. Yeah, they'd probably be a good pick. Yep. And he'll have that Superman-esque features right. to, to like, give him a striking countenance. Right. You just slap some blue paint on him. and Yep. Blue paint and red contacts, and you're good to go. Out you go. Go <laughs> act, kid. Just remember, you're in Star Wars, not Witcher. Yeah. Go go make us some money. Go get us some of that Witcher money. Cha-ching! Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> Still haven't watched that show. <laughs> you haven't watched Witcher? No. Oh, my God, man. Netflix is... I, I haven't been watching a lot of Netflix. Because I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. And I know, I know, I know that's, that's probably going to be next. Um, I'm right now I'm trying to, I'm getting through, uh, Alexandria unlimited calamity. Okay. Calamity. I am almost, I'm almost done the second episode. Okay. The detail that these people espouse is just amazing. I was listening to, um, they did a critical role round table. Of the uh, the game master, I've seen the link. I won't click on it. <laughs> Just so you have Abri Ungari, Matt Mercer, and Brandon Lee Mulligan sitting around talking about um, building Exandria. So that I should actually, I need to watch it for, with what I'm attempting okay. to build with Phineas. That that the uh, session zero questionnaire that i sent you guys yeah came right from listening to that episode so um because calamity was such a uh a mini series four episodes i thought matt mercer played a character in it nope see i thought i I was expecting to see mercer in there nope (laughs) he was like he's probably off camera like helping brennan like Go through all this you stuff. Know, hold on. Let me get my notes. Okay. I have a couple notes from that. Yeah. Uh, hold on here. Already did that. Yeah, we did that. Oh, by the way, did you know that 
You can bet on AEW wrestling on dra- DraftKings.com. <laughs> oh. You used to be able to do that with WWE. I and def- they knew it's predetermined. What was the premise of uh, Rob having to do the po- podcast in Movie Madhouse podcast film? The short film. Oh, yeah. Because he bet on WrestleMania or something like yeah, that. Yeah, his brother lost a bet at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking I called the future. You did. You did. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's my long. Look at you being a prognosticator. Uh, well, I, I hey, I re- I wrote that mage character who's addicted to weed ten years before I became a weed smoker. Can't get addicted to weed, remember? I can personally attest that you can. No, everybody that ever smokes weed says you can't get addicted. Well, to it. then I'm that one one difference to that rule because I fully admit I am addicted. Wow. Um, here's my long rant uh, or rant, my whole fantasy booking of MJF that you poopy pantsed. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> We're not gonna get into that. All right. right. Well, um, I'll keep the note though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where to here? Here we go. Um, the amazing detail that they all put in. Just as Brennan was listening to each of them as he gave them their introduction, like as yep. they they entered that that uh, party. Yes. Um, oh, uh, the porcol. The por porcolis or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Letting them each just espouse who they their were. their character yep. and their entrance and their their guard they have with them. Wow. Yeah. Like and I realize that I've got I've tried to get into partial detail like this with Phineas and Murbo a little bit. Yep. These no, I, I got to step my game up. That okay, that but that takes a special type of game to be playing right. to do. So what that is is he did a session zero with oh, all they, of them. They had to have with the kind of backstory okay. that they keep leaning. If into. If you stop interrupting me, I will tell you what they did. They because they know they have a limited amount of time. They have to put as much detail mm-hmm. into these characters all at once. So they did a session zero where all all of the characters sat around together and they plotted out their connections with each other. Okay, and being high level characters at that at the point in this at the in that game they're like fourteen fifteenth level. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, so right, right, yep. they have. So much backstory and secrets and jargon that they had to have built into it because it's such a compressed time. They, a lot of people, they talked about the session zero. Some people don't do backstories and you can make a backstory as you go along. This is a special situation where they had to have all this information previously and they all knew it to make to be able to make the story go forward. And this is all created fresh. Like they, yes. did, they did not play these characters before. No, these, these are brand new. Amazing. The amount of detail that they've been yeah. pulling out as that almost sounds like it was, came from a past game session. They're, they're talking about Abria with her Lauren, Lauren character, um, gave Brennan a book of her backstory huh. because she detailed how, how parts of, uh, uh, Avalier worked. Yeah, because she's the archivist. Because she's an archivist. She <laughs> makes this stuff work. So she had to tell Brennan how her character knew how this worked. And Brennan took that and went, all right, here's some jargon to go along with that. And everybody else kind of knew what was going on. Because so when, when Laren would say something, nobody's going to go like, what? Like, what? Do you, what? So they did not question it because they knew. 
Favorite character. Favorite character? Oh, God. I know mine. <sighs> Travis's. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Friggin', he's got like a bogey gumshoe kind of yep. thing happening, and it's friggin' His, fantastic. I say that because I'm a father. You're a father. That's probably why you picked it. His interactions with his son with Ascending Stones. I've only had the one so far. Okay. I'm, I've only had one so far, but calling to ride out his sister because she's going to sneak out to a party. Yep. Oh, my God. Is that priceless? Yep. <laughs> to throw that into a middle of a game while he's literally standing in the middle of a murder scene. Yep. Yeah. It. <laughs> once you get through the second episode... You're going to get bombarded oh, yeah? with how good that show is with these last two episodes. Okay. I, 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 I have, half expect that, knowing that they only got four episodes. The first two, that's you're going up. Now we're going to yeah, start to really yeah, hit, yeah, you know, it, the roller coaster is going to start riding. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because they're 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 firing on all cylinders i'm invested the detail just draws me in yep. as, as with everything um i think sarah's thing with the kid was hilarious it's sam getting typecast because sam. loquacious i see scanlan all over loquacious i would hate to say yes but that's kind of the point. It's kind of the point. I, I, I'm I'm loving what he's doing because yeah. he is just so damn good at that. Yes. But I, what does he play in campaign two? Campaign two? Yeah. Uh, what he, type of character does he play in that? He is. He starts out as a goblin. Okay. Uh, he started out as a halfling that was cursed to take a goblin shape. He's uh, arcane trickster rogue. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and so he's sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, and, sneaky. Okay. And uh, he plays a female halfling. Loud out and proud? Like, are, are they a focal attention type person? No. Okay. Veth, Veth is not That's where. Like that's that. where, because Scanlan, look at me, look at me. Yeah. You no, know. Veth, Veth act, acted as a rogue. Like, her, her ability to, like, bonus action hide is just, like, Okay. That kind of thing. Perfect. Okay. I just, well, I was worried that he was, you know, had no, a pattern. No. Okay. The whole concept of that world and that city, and they have, like, basically they have the internet kind of yep. sort of with arcane energy, yep. and they have sending stones that are basically cell phones. Like, yep. I love it. Yep. I love that modern technology, but it's all fantasy. <laughs> this is in the ancient history of Alexandria. And that's what even makes it more fascinating. The, the, the age of Arcanum is thousands and thousands of years in the past where like, especially Campaign 2 took place. Um, they are creating history in this miniseries. Makes you wonder, building to what? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> you'll you'll know. You'll know. You, I'll know where where this is going. You'll know okay. exactly where it's going. Okay. Now again, I I have I'm barely thirty eight episodes into campaign one, yeah. and I know nothing about campaign two or three yeah. at this point. You don't you don't need this because like calamity okay. is a standalone. Okay. So, um, 
Mercer, fucking brilliant bastard that he is, um, when he was writing that the Taldori book, he purposely did not write parts of it. He made Abria write one part, and he made Brennan write another. Oh, part. so they've been a part of this for the a long beginning. Time. Okay, nice. So nice. Abria, when she did her uh, EXU like splinter campaign after campaign two, right? That was all Abria's stuff that they played in. Okay, Mercer had no idea. Okay, Brennan was given a time to write. Okay. He wrote The Age of Arcanum. He's playing what he wrote. Okay. So. This is his baby. This is his thing. And Mercer Mercer is like, was hand in glove with Brennan on creating Calamity. Okay. So they like, this is the idea. Like the end result, we already know the end result. This is, this is kind of leading up to that okay i have one last question okay because i don't want any spoilers yeah. any more spoilers and anyways. we're gonna go okay. soon i uh, yep yeah but do we see more of bola sadly no <sighs> she was i, I she felt was like brennan was gonna take that somewhere bola was awesome <laughs> <laughs> that in, brief introduction of like what yeah <laughs> yeah but again just like mercer how the fuck do they pull those types of character choices just out of their fucking ass like that? They they, they are they, masters. They must have planned. A lot of this is planned meticulously. Oh, absolutely. But, but Bola was not. No, no. That was obvious. No. Bola was supposed to be a throwaway arm candy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I think Travis particularly was trying to make her more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was Travis trying to fuck with Brennan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most likely. <laughs> but actually, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Okay. So thank you for stopping by the Three Nose Podcast. Uh, this has been Mike and Jason. And ah. Game over, man. It's game over. This has been Had the Three Nose right Podcast. Thank you for listening. You got to go pee, here? don't you? Yeah. It's over. <laughs> go home. Dude, I'll come back now. Yeah.